Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. This is Harriet and I will be your reader today. This Monday, the 12th of February or the 3rd of Adar on the Hebrew calendar. And this new week, we have a new parasha called Truma, which means heave offering. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Exodus, or Shemot, chapter 25, verse 17 through verse 30. Before we start reading, let's bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start in Exodus 25. Then you are to make an atonement cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long, one cubit and a half wide. Also make two krovim of gold from hammered work at the two ends of the atonement cover. Make one krov at one end and one krov at the other end. Of one piece with the atonement cover, you are to make the krovim at its two ends. The krovim are to spread out their wings above, shielding the atonement cover with their wings, each facing its companion. The faces of the krovim are to be turned toward the atonement cover. You are to put the atonement cover on top of the ark, and inside the ark you will put the testimony that I will give you. I will meet with you there. I will speak with you from above the atonement cover, from between the two krovim that are on the ark of the testimony, about all that I will command you for B'nai Israel. You will make a table of acacia wood, two cubits long, one cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. You are to overlay it with pure gold and make a crown of gold around it. Make a border a single hand width wide around it and a golden crown for the border all around. Also make four gold rings for it and then put the rings in the four corners that are on its four feet. The rings are to be close to the borders as holders for the poles to carry the table. You are to make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold 
so that the table may be carried with them. You are also to make the dishes, pans, jars and bowls to pour drink offerings from pure gold. Always set the bread of the presence on the table before me. That was Exodus 25, 17-30. Now our portion from the prophets. We will read 1 Kings 20 or Melachim Aleph 20. Now King Ben-Hadad of Aram gathered all his army. With him were 32 kings along with horses and chariots. He marched up, besieged Shomron and attacked it. Then he sent messengers into the city to King Ahab of Israel and said to him, Thus says Ben-Hadad, Your silver and gold are mine. Your best wives and children are also mine. The king of Israel replied, As you say, my lord the king, I am yours along with all I have. Then the messengers came back and said, Thus says Ben-Hadad, Indeed, I sent word to you, ordering you to give me your silver, your gold, your wives, and your children. Now I will send my servants to you tomorrow at this time, and they shall search your palace and the houses of your courtiers. Whatever is valuable in your eyes, they shall seize in their hand and take it away. Then the king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and said, Please know and see how this man is bent on evil. For he sent someone to me for my wives, my children, my silver and my gold, and I didn't refuse him. All the elders and all the people said to him, Don't listen to him or consent. So he said to the messengers of Ben-Hadad, Tell my lord the king, all that you sent to your servant at first I will do, but this thing I cannot do. The messengers departed and reported to him. Then Ben-Hadad sent word to him again, saying, May the gods do so to me, and even more, if the dust of Shomron will suffice for handfuls for all the people at my feet. The king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, Let not the one who puts on his armor boast like the one who takes it off. On hearing this reply, while he and the other kings were drinking in the booths, he said to his servants, Take your positions. So they stationed themselves against the city. Then, behold, a prophet approached King Ahab of Israel and said, Thus says the Lord, Have you seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into your hands this day, and you will know that I am the Lord. Ahab asked, By whom? He said, Thus says the Lord, By the young men of the rulers of the provinces. Then he asked, Who should begin the battle? You, he answered. So he mustered the young men of the rulers of the provinces. There were two hundred and thirty-two. After them he mustered all the people of all the children of Israel, seven thousand. 
They marched out at noon, while Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in the booths. He and the thirty-two kings allied with him. The young men of the rulers of the provinces marched out first. Ben-Hadad sent out scouts who reported to him, saying, There are men coming out from Shomron. He said, Whether they are coming out for peace, take them alive, or whether they are coming out for battle, take them alive. Now when the young men of the rulers of the provinces marched out of the city with the army following them, each man struck down his foe. Then the Arameans fled and Israel pursued them, but King Ben-Hadad of Aram escaped on a horse with horsemen. Then the king of Israel went out, struck the horses and chariots, and inflicted on the Arameans a great defeat. The prophet then approached the king of Israel and said to him, Go, strengthen yourself. Consider carefully what you should do, for at the turn of the year the king of Aram will march up against you. Meanwhile the servants of the king of Aram said to him, their God is a God of the mountains. That's why they are stronger than us. But let's fight against them in the plain. Then surely we'll be stronger than them. So this is what you should do. Remove the kings, each from his post, and appoint governors in their place. Then muster an army like the army that you lost, horse for horse and chariot for chariot. And let's fight against them in the plain and surely will be stronger than them. He listened to their advice and acted accordingly. It came about at the turn of the year that Ben-Hadad mustered the Arameans and marched up to Afek to fight against Israel. Now the children of Israel were mustered, given provisions, and marched against them. But when the children of Israel encamped before them, they looked like two little flocks of goats while the Arameans covered the land. Then a man of God approached the king of Israel and spoke to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, because the Arameans have said, The Lord is a God of the mountains, but he is not a God of the valleys. Therefore I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So they encamped one over against the other seven days. On the seventh day the battle was joined, and the children of Israel struck down a hundred thousand of the Aramean foot soldiers in a single day. The rest fled to Afik into the city, and the wall fell upon 27,000 men that were left. But Ben-Hadad fled into the city, into an inner chamber. His officials said to him, Look now, we have heard that the kings of Israel are merciful kings. Please, let's put sackcloth, sackcloth on our loins and ropes on our heads and surrender to the king of Israel. Perhaps he will spare your life. So they girded sackcloth on their loins, put ropes on their heads, came to the king of Israel and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad says, Please let me live. He replied, 
Is he still alive? He is my brother. The men took it as a good sign and were quick to catch on, so they said, Yes, Ben-Hadad is your brother. So bring him, he said. So Ben-Hadad came out to him, and he took him up into his chariot. Then he said to him, The cities which my father took from your father I will give back, and you may set up markets for yourself in Damascus, as my father did in Shomon. Then I will let you go with this covenant. So he made a covenant with him and let him go. Now a certain man of the sons of the prophets said to his fellow by the word of the Lord, Strike me, please. But the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, behold, as soon as you leave me, a lion shall kill you. As soon as he left him, a lion found him and killed him. Then he found another man and said, Strike me, please. So the man struck him and wounded him. Then the prophet left and waited for the king by the road, disguising himself with a headband over his eyes. As the king was passing by, he cried to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle, and behold, a man turned aside and brought another man to me and said, Guard this man. If by any means he is missing, then your life will be for his life, or else you will weigh out a talent of silver. Then as your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. The king of Israel said to him, So will your sentence be. You yourself have decided it. Then he quickly took the headband away from his eyes, and the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have released out of your hand the man whom I had devoted for destruction, therefore your life will be in place of his life, and your people in place of his people. Then the king of Israel went home to Shamron, sullen and resentful. That was First Kings chapter 20. Our portion from the writings comes next, and we will read Psalm 111. Hallelujah! I will praise the Lord with all my heart in the company and congregation of the upright. Great are the works of the Lord, searched out by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He made his wonders memorable. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He gives food to those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He shows his people his powerful deeds, giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are truth and justice. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are upheld forever and ever, made in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. His praise endures forever.
That was Psalm or Tehillim 111. Final portion for today, the Apostolic Writings. We will read John or Yohanan chapter 6, verse 37 through verse 71. Chapter 6, verse 37 through 71. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone coming to me I will never reject. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. Now this is the will of the one who sent me, that I lose not one of all he has given me, but raise each one on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and trusts in him may have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Some of the Judeans started to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Isn't this Yeshua, the son of Yosef, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Yeshua answered, Stop grumbling among yourselves. No one can come to me unless my Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I tell you. He who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat and not die. I am the living bread, which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began arguing with one another. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Yeshua said to them, Amen, Amen, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who eats of me will also live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread your fathers ate and then died. He who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while teaching at the synagogue in Kfarnachum. So when many of his disciples heard this, they said, This is a hard teaching. Who can listen to it? But Yeshua knew his disciples were murmuring, so he said to them, Does this offend you? 
Then what if you see the Son of Man going back up to the place where he was before? Is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh is of no benefit. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Yet some of you do not trust. Yeshua knew from the beginning who were the ones who did not trust, as well as which one would betray him. Then he told them, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by the Father. From this time many of his disciples left and quit walking with him. So Yeshua said to the twelve, You don't want to leave also, do you? Shimon Kepha answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have trusted and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Yeshua answered them, Didn't I choose you, the twelve? Yet one of you is the adversary. Now he was talking about Yehuda, the son of Shimon of Kriot, for he, one of the twelve, was about to betray him. That was John or Yohanan, chapter 7, <clears throat> sorry, chapter 6, verse 37 through 71. However, if you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you will also read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 13 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that the Word of God will be an encouragement to you today and that you will be able to remember what you have heard. I also want to thank all of you that are thinking about us, praying for us here in Israel as the war drags on and the rest of the world moves on. And um, thank you so much for remembering us as uh, we are still in the middle of the fight for the country. So for now, many blessings and shalom from Israel. Until next time.